Welcome to episode 38 of Sound Out Wave, the first podcast to reach planet Earth from Cybertron. I'm Mel, and I'm great at Transformers. And I'm Greg, and I suck at Transformers. And this week, we discuss more than meets the eye, issues 43 and 44. No one told you that was gonna be this way. I know I showed you this cover a few weeks ago because it was like... Yes. We were to a point, we were far enough in the issues that I was like, if you were reading these month to month, you would have seen the art of this. Uh, Alex would have shared it by now. Everybody had seen it with where you were in the the uh, issues so far. And I remembered being overjoyed then, and I'm overjoyed now. (laughs) It's, Uh, uh, as soon as you see it, you're just like, oh, yes. Oh, my God. You nailed it. Great job. (laughs) Oh, Uh, Cyclonus is so beautiful. uh, Yes, on the cover here, we have Cyclonus in the background, sort of looming over, looking impressive with uh, that old Cybertronian sword. And in the foreground, we have Cyclonus's Hollow Matter avatar. Uh, looming and impressive. Right. Also looming and impressive, holding a, I think it's, uh, we can't tell okay. because it goes off the panel, but yeah, uh, a, a stick of some kind. Right. Like a pointer. Sure. Um, in, I don't... In gorgeous Victoriana uh, yeah. garb. Stunning. Uh, there's a He's neck rough involved yes lots of ruffles which like ribbons. looking looking at cyclonus now of course like yeah you're like this totally makes sense uh yes everything is very well considered uh cyclonus's red eyes are represented by sort of half glasses yeah like little half moons dumbledore style glasses uh, and like his horns representative and like these large beautiful barrettes yes uh every hair ornaments is, is is very it's very formal very very cyclonus right it fits perfectly it's so good what a fantastic representation so immediately you see the cover of 43 and you're like this is gonna be amazing right. and not only is it amazing this issue was made for people like you and me uh like <laughs> it really was just... <laughs> Yeah, it it's is, so good. It's it's indulgent. Uh, yes, and it's even it's very way. aware of the fact that it is indulging as hard right. as it like, is. And that's why it works. Like this could have very easily been an absolutely ridiculous. Just, I mean, it is ridiculous, but like right. in a way where you go with it, you're like, yeah, like this fits with everything else we've had to deal with so far. Uh, um, yes, they they sell it very well. Yes, um, and this is the one where they go to Earth. Yeah, that's that's the title of it. So there you go, which is a perfect title, and we'll get into that. Um, this very first page here might. <sighs> It confuses, I think, everybody. who opens Yes, I was very confused. I thought there was a printing error, or right. I don't know what I thought. Right, like you open it on Comixology, and you're like, wait a minute. And Yes, I thought there was a, some kind of upload error on Comixology, yeah. I don't know. Because we open up this first page, and it's the cover of issue one, the very right. first More Than Meets the Eye issue. Not all, It's not just like the art, It's you got the logo, you got the, the full... IDW trademark, it has their names, yeah. Um, the only thing that's not identical is there's a little word bubble that says, well, that's it. I'm lost already. <laughs> right. Rod is not saying want to make something of it in this. We have somebody off off panel basically saying mm. I'm lost already. And then we go to the second page, which is or the second and third pages, whatever <laughs> you want to say. About equally confusing, in my opinion. <laughs> right. Uh, it doesn't 
immediately clear itself up when we get into this next spread here. Because, uh, yeah, we find ourselves in a very familiar apartment yes. in New York City. Um, uh, anyone who is familiar with the sitcom Friends will remember this apartment. Yes, we have seen this particular apartment. Uh, the to the art to the the furnishings. Um, I do want to point out very quickly in this panel. I think it's fun. There are little mugs in the back there that have uh, the colorist uh, Joshua Perez's little uh, his like avatar on them his little <laughs> daimuch avatar and they're very cute and you can buy those uh he has oh, wow. he has a, a store it's not a society six and now I, oh i think it's a red bubble store diamond does with a brother and you can get those those specific mugs so if you are listening to this and you read this issue and you want the mugs from this very apartment um you can get those <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I'll, I'll point out 495 Grove Street is the address of the apartment from Friends. I mean, um, I wouldn't have known that. Oh, I, just I watched up, Friends, but so. I, oh, <laughs> I wasn't like, yeah, I watched and enjoyed Friends, uh, but not enough to have known, yes, that that was their actual, uh, uh address. Yes, Friends was a, a weekly event in the Mercer household. <laughs> Um, yes, and and so, so yes. it, as as if that was not a weird enough place to get to to begin with, we yeah. see Hollow Matter Cyclonus and Hollow Matter Tailgate uh, sitting around. Hollow Matter Tailgate is the one reading more than meets the eye. Uh, right, he's the reason we are seeing that cover on page one is because Tailgate is looking at it, and he's the one commenting that he's already lost. Uh, yeah, he, he he's even saying, like, the comic I mentioned more than meets the eye. I'm only on page three, and it's already <laughs> confusing me, uh, which sounds about right. Yeah, it, it does kind of, you know, go full on kind of right away. Um, Cyclonus, of course, is at the window, and he's just like, well, then read something else. And Tailgate's like, I can't. This is the only thing we have here to read, <laughs> and I'm bored. And I do love that Tailgate's like, Cyclonus, I know you're fine because you have a window to stare out of, which is true. Like, the that's, oftentimes... Yes, that's what he does. Cyclonus, he's a cat. He likes to sit at a window and just look outside, even when they're just flying through space, uh, uh, which I imagine is very lovely. But, well, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. God, there's every, every line <laughs> on this page is going to need us to go through it here. Um, Tailgate says... Uh, he's he's saying whether or not he liked it, but he's saying yeah. he doesn't understand it because it presumes a degree of familiarity with Autobot Decepticon War that he still doesn't have, uh, which is, <laughs> I'm sure, a common complaint about the first right. issue of More Than Me CI. Sounds like Tailgate could use a podcast to help him get through the IDW yeah. Transformers continuity. I have something that could help him out. It's a little show. Uh, um, but yeah, it, and it's so funny because, which it is like this conversation conversation even just in this panel between the two of them yeah it's tailgate saying like i, I mean i think i like it but i just don't get it and yes it's <laughs> it he sounds like a new reader he sounds like somebody who's coming fresh into more than meets the eye um and he's saying he can go to the wiki here he can go to tumblr <laughs> and i love that cyclonus is me like i told you to stay off of tumblr uh which is <laughs> what a, a fair warning right um but uh, but then Tailgate follows up by saying, you're right, there's spoilers, and I want to enjoy it issue by issue. Um, but it only goes up to 43, which, of course, is cute and a little right. wink. Um, where they are right now. 
Yeah. But that conversation is like a literal conversation I think I've had with everybody who starts more than BTI. <laughs> it's don't go to Tumblr, don't look stuff up, you are going to get ruined. Don't don't spoil it for yourself, just read it. Yeah. So I feel and for listen anything. to a podcast along the way. Yeah. Because we're not here to spoil anything. We're just here to help you. Yeah. We're good friends. We will do the research for you until you uh, catch up and then you can go back and look and <laughs> enjoy it. Uh, and Cyclonus says, that doesn't look like me. Right, he's uh, looking at the point, cover. <laughs> yeah, pointing at the cover. Tailgate is upset that he's not even on the cover. Um, and then Cyclonus is just like, where Where are they? Where are the rest of whoever's supposed to be here? Um, uh, and they're just saying they don't know. How big is New York? They don't know. Is it half the size of the Lost Lights? Um, and then Cyclonus, is, he, he gives us a rundown of who we are expecting here. He says, Rung, he trusts not to get into trouble. But then Skids, you never know. And Blue Streak, he, he doesn't know at all because he's not that familiar with Blue Streak. Right. Blue Streak is relatively new. Yes. So he's saying he doesn't know if they'll be able to blend in. Uh, <laughs> Which then Tailgate makes a very <laughs> astute right. observation. Uh, it says, Blue Streak said, your clothes don't look very 2015-y. Uh, <laughs> Pointing out Cyclonus is very lovely Victorian garb, of right. course, we've described. Uh, <laughs> and... Right. Cyclonus bites back <laughs> by saying, I think people will be a little more surprised there's a talking baby. Uh, <laughs> more and Tailgate, so than I... Tailgate looks so like... It's it's not even like a full-on baby. It's like a friggin' yeah. kid in Mary Poppins. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're not wrong. He's so cute. Tailgate has grown since the last time we saw his Hollow Matter avatar. He's not a teeny tiny baby. Sure, he um, might be three or four now. Yeah, he's like a toddler-ish kind of little kid. Like, he's still small enough that, like, they refer to him as a baby and they pick him up and hold him. But yes, he's much, he's bigger. He's more of a kid now than he was full baby <laughs> back on Hedonia. He's got overalls. He's got a hat that uh, just says T on it. <laughs> oh my God, it's so cute. But he's still got his like, he's got like a visor. It's adorable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he gets a text from Rod. Rod oh gosh, says, so uh, good. talk to me. What are you doing? Time is running out. Thought that would be ob, because we know he says ob. Uh, Bob and I do that, And he spells out <laughs> the word hashtag. And he sends just a series of emojis. Right. They're like, unhappy face, Autobot symbol, earth, swerve smiling, a skull, and dynamite. Which, <laughs> I wish I had emojis of the Autobot symbol and swerve. Sure. I would probably use those quite a bit. All the time. Uh, and Tailgate, so yes, Rod sends this message and Tailgate's like, even I know you don't write hashtag because yes, he spelled <laughs> it out, uh, which I do. I got to wonder, what's the Cybertronian relationship with hashtags? How do they know about that? Well, and that's, yeah, like they must have just picked all this stuff up. And you have to imagine anything that they have, like most of these things that they're referencing that they know of sure. when they're here on Earth are just things that they've either learned from Blue Streak or from people who have spent their time on Earth earth and have picked up human uh, you know right customs we, and... yeah we figure that out uh in a couple pages or so yeah um but we hear some knocks at the doors and there's three hollow matter avatars and i do love that the door of course has as right, you do the, the frame around the people the frame very important frame <laughs> Um, and so, yes, three more avatars come in and uh, they are covered just in splatters. And uh, one of the avatars explains that the neighbors were arguing about whose turn it was to do the recycling and they decided to settle it with a game of paintball. As you do. As, as you do. As uh, you do. Which, of course, is a what very... What a wacky sitcom situation. So, so goofy. It's so goofy. Um, um, 
Which is a very, and yes, if you've ever seen, very much if you've ever seen the show Friends, you will recognize this apartment. If you've ever seen the show Community, you will recognize a few things get solved with paintball fights in Community. (laughs) Uh, And Rung looks like uh, one of the Beatles. Uh, He looks like almost like a steampunk. Yeah. Uh, Blue Streak looks rad. Uh, Yeah, he's, yeah. He's got like a, like almost like an 80s 90s vibe to him he's again so cute because yes blue streak's avatar is female cyclonus's avatar is female and uh tailgate's avatar is female and um yeah blue streak's like a cute uh latino girl sure and uh and it's interesting because we see skids's avatar as this uh third one here which last time he looked like and i don't know which number doctors are which i'm sorry i don't <laughs> watch doctor who everybody i apologize but he looked he used to look like one of them uh matt uh, smith what i yes. think <laughs> i think like. that is 11 11 uh, and then this one is nine yes. he looks like a different doctor he looks them. like christopher eccleston doctor who um, there, see, there you go uh, which is the best one for what it's worth. Uh, oh. Fight me, everybody. Um, <laughs> they they skipped over the one everybody likes, which I couldn't be happier with. Oh, uh, oh. yep. Gonna... I got some controversial opinions. Uh oh, um, and this is gonna turn into a whole different podcast. But we'll step away from that. Um, uh, and yes, Cyclonus, Cyclone... of course, is dressing them down, just like, right. oh my god, like how? Them. Yeah. Um, and is just kind of. He's explaining that they've been here less than six hours, and this was the only empty property that they could find. Um, Yeah, he's just yelling at them, like, this is the nonsense we're trying to avoid because we are trying, they're they're trying to do something here. Um, And he doesn't want any more distractions. Blue Streak's like, okay. And Skid's like, okay. And then Rung sprays him in the face with a paintball gun because he wasn't paying attention. Which I think is funny because of all people, you're like, wrong. Come on. We expected <laughs> it together. Uh, and then it right. gets even it better. It says, cue opening credits. And here we are <laughs> with uh, a Cheers style opening theme. <laughs> it's even like it's it's got the MTMTE, but it's like written in Cheers font. Right. And uh, everything is in Cheers font. And it's got like scenes from the comics <laughs> as it's like introducing our cast here. We have tailgates of Rivets Field. Right. You can you can imagine the Ken Burns effect of the music playing while we slowly pan <laughs> over these vaguely yeah. faded images. Uh, yes. It introduces each character. We have Tailgate of Rivets Field, Tickleness of Tetrahex, Blue Streak of Praxis, Wrong of the Prius Pools. Which uh, is so funny. We're wrong. of Nova Cronum, and then produced by James Roberts, Alex <laughs> Milne, Brian Shearer, Jonah LaFuente, Tom B. Long, and John Barber. All uh, written as the credits, as the opening credits to this lovely show we are clearly about to uh, continue taking in here. Right. We got some great moments. I love that Ten made it in. I love that Nautica yeah. Dancing made it in. Uh, Did you just call her Monica? <laughs> no, I said Nautica, but that's funny. <laughs> Um, I really thought you said Monica there. I was like, whoa, uh, you're yeah, full into the friends theme here. Um, uh, yeah. I do like that Whirl just barely made it in over Rung's shoulder there. Wait, where? What? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's Whirl. <laughs> That's he's, when he's, he's like, pushing his eyebrows yeah, down. Exactly. Or, don't uh, make Rung mad. Uh, he's not even you. in the, the hollow matters jumping on Magnus. No, I know. Panel. I, was upset. I was like, where is he? There he is. Um, <laughs> Megatron made it in, too. I was happy about that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but I don't. Well, and I guess technically Ultra Magnus made it in because. Yeah, uh, they're jumping on him. Jumped on. Anyway, uh, that's. It's a good opening. I wish yes, it was. It's and very maybe somebody confusing. has animated it. Yes. Um. But I think as soon as you get the idea, you're like, okay, we are in the friend's apartment. Clearly a community Greendale-style paintball right. fight has happened. Now we have opening credits. Still very confusing. But uh, yes. In I, the was, best I was like, this way, is a very just... indulgent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was like, whatever is going on here, you would better have a good explanation. And of course, there's there's a good explanation. Yeah. Yeah, there really is. Um, And so, but we do uh go back to the last light earlier. We step back everybody's robots again we're back on the last light um and megatron is making an announcement to the ship and he's trying to get swerve to report to the bridge uh and he's asked him more than once at this point because we can tell he's getting a little irate um and uh, i do want to point out in this first panel blaster you are so handsome in this yeah, panel you're looking way good <laughs> he looks fantastic i've always stood by i was like blaster very handsome robot this panel yes shows it perfectly um so rod's uh arriving on the bridge as megatron's trying to once again get swerved to uh right come join and them he just says sup <laughs> as you do when you're rodimus and uh megatron very plainly tells him we're being chased by a planet and rod's like okay cool and he's like wait a minute what <laughs> what just happened what did you just say um uh, right yeah. he says mainframe spotted it a while ago uh anytime the ship moves a planet follows them <laughs> right uh, it's it's accelerating with them it's yeah like it's just moving with them right. it's following uh, them and, and and rod says oh i know that one that's earth yeah i uh i recognize the color scheme <laughs> which is funny um, it, it, yes a very cute way to describe our planet um and so, yeah, he, but, and he, so, but then he, like, rightly points out, he's like, well, why do you need Swerve then? Uh, and, uh... <laughs> Megatron points out that they, they've tried to make contact with the Earth, and the only thing coming off of it is a song that is very catchy. Yes, Blaster warns him before playing it, which Blaster, of course, is, like, uh, like wired into his set here, so you imagine, you have to imagine he's just been listening to this on repeat. Um, so he plays it, and it's very obviously to the Cheers theme, and it's uh, I'd, like there's no way really to do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing it. You can sing it if you want to. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched Cheers in probably more I mean, than a decade, but I'll give it a shot. Are we ready? Okay, we're ready. Okay, uh, making your way on a quest day takes everything <laughs> you got. Taking a break from all that war stuff sure has helped a lot. Maybe one day we'll find the knights. But do 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 do. But till then you wanna go down to D deck and to swerves. Boom 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 boom. You'll have more fun than you deserve. Doom doom doom. You wanna go where Megs won't go, where the drinks all taste the same. You wanna go where ten can even say your name that was beautiful well, thank, thank you. you i appreciate it <laughs> um my cat just jumped up on my desk so i'm sure he loves it too oh he was like i want to go to swerves well yeah um, absolutely i do love as the song is playing which is brilliant, by the way. I love that song. And um, we can see Rodimus is amused by it. And Megatron <laughs> yeah, is embarrassed it. by it. He's like, yeah, all right. I can, I can dig this. Megatron's got the full, like, hand over his face. Like, oh, my God. Like, he's just over it. Um, 
And then meanwhile, over at the Meta Bay, right? Or uh, no, I think they're on Swerves. Um, we uh, yeah, see yeah. Uh, First Aid is here, and as we know, where ongoing is he has left already. So these are still earlier than ongoing, and um, he's being given a gift, and it looks like a big, um, almost like, like a, a, a like a big tablet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tailgate explains that it's a leaving present. Um, Rewind put together. Who is sitting on his hoverboard, (laughs) like, surfer style. Oh my gosh, it's so cute. Um, But yeah, Rewind put together photos and videos and audios um, for... It's a a scrapbook. Yeah, it's like a digital scrapbook for uh, Uh, First Aid to take with him. And I do want to point out, he says, you know I'm not going to be gone that long, right? I just have to go to Earth and back. He's actually going to Cybertron, that is a mistake. Um... (laughs) But but so this is obviously gearing up to to that. Sure. Um, uh, and and Tailgate points out that like Fort Max went, Red Alert went, Drift and Ratchet and Bob. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Sunstreaker, your pet is more missed than you are. <laughs> Uh, I said there's you. not many of us veterans left. Which is so goofy. Tailgate, you were on a ship with like 200 people. <laughs> but I'm sure he just means within their little group. Right. Which I do love that he considered Bob like part oh, of the group. Oh, yeah. Bob's, Bob's hardcore. Yeah. Bob is ride or die for this group. Um, they all got tattoos. <laughs> the, I could see that happening. Um, now I want that to happen. I want that to be a thing. Yeah, I feel like that's important. Yeah, let's yeah. So there's there's a little suggestion there. They should one of these little trips that they take, which we learn especially in these issues, they take a lot of them. They should all get magic <laughs> tattoos. Um, so then we have Velocity here, and uh, because first aid is saying like, I, I feel bad that I'm leaving. Velocity just got here, um, and he's giving her now the same kind of walkie-talkie that Ratchet gave him when Ratchet left. And um, but before they can get too far, um, yeah, ha- oh, no, they are in the meta bay because yeah, we have Skids rushing in holding Swerve, uh, which who doesn't yeah, look good. He does not look good, uh, and uh, so they get him on a slab. Joint and- freeze, minor leakage, and low level form fatigue. So a number of ailments going on with Swerve here. Uh-huh. and uh, But then Velocity points out that his brain activity, though, is just through the roof. Like, right. he is just going, uh, going, going. Yes. And mentally. <laughs> I, 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 I like that First Aid's immediate reaction is, he's got a day or two, maybe less. Like, <laughs> I know he's a doctor, but, like, Rod had my reaction, which is like, what? <laughs> a, a day or two before what? Uh <laughs> And, and he said, like, well, he dies? Like, I mean, we just saw him the other day. Right. And that's what, you know, he's, yeah, Rod's very confused. He's like, whoa, what is this? And and it's true. We all just saw Swerve in the previous issues. And um, and First Aid is like, I don't I don't know what this is. Like, nobody, right. he, doesn't no, have, he doesn't have wounds. No, right, nothing. No um, trauma. Um, He's not sure what did this. And... And then Rod, of course, is like, well, then figure it out. I don't, like, we right. do what you have to Open do. Open him up. Uh, and first day is like, oh, I can't do that because if we try to operate, he's gonna die. Right. So he's so fragile. He's in such a fragile state right now, like in this moment, that he's like, if we open him up, it has to be to fix exactly what the problem is. And they don't know what the problem is. So uh, it's too right. risky to go in there and look. So, of course, Rod is like, what? This is... Right. And he's then, just yeah. judging the dance-off. <laughs> Which is true. That's where we last saw him. And then, of course, we as readers saw him disappear. Right. Which he then got quantum leaped. Yeah. And Nightbeat is like... 
Uh, you know what? Here's my words. theory here. Yeah. He says hollow matter avatar. Wait a minute. Hollow right. matter. He's, he's like, maybe that's three words. I'm not like, sure. But... Hyphen? I don't. Uh... <laughs> but he points out he, like the readers, saw Swerve disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's kind of where we are right now is that all of us have just seen Swerve. He was fine. He was up and having fun. He went to the Vis Vitalis with everybody and then he disappeared. And now we're seeing him in the meta bay on his last legs here. He's holding on by a thread, basically. Um, and uh, and Nightbeat does point out, though, he said he thought that Swerve had teleported, but he left an after image and only hollow matter avatars right. do that. If like, there's a made reason of he knows. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so everyone's like, what? But that's Swerve. So you're saying that Swerve was a hologram? And he's like, well, yeah, uh, we just yeah. found the real Swerve. Right. Uh, which I do love that Rod says, wait, the Swerve said I was the best dancer he'd ever seen, which <laughs> is just... <laughs> Yep, Rod, that's where, no, it yes, wasn't no, the real one. no it was way that's where it could be real. <laughs> uh, and then Nightbeat points out uh, that Earth is a Hollow Matter avatar as well. Yes. Like, uh, the one that's been chasing them. Yes. And uh, they, right. Uh, Megatron Meg- says it's perpetually 400 miles away. So even if they try and get closer to it, it moves back. Yes. So it is just hanging outside just, of them it yeah, they can't get closer there. it's uh, just there like it's being projected rod says and megatron's like yep and we triangulated the origin of it and it goes to the meta bay where swerve is um and so of course rod in very plainly points out just says just says it so we can all just read how ridiculous it is swerve is projecting a life-size hollow matter planet because of course he is because of course he is right uh, uh, they're trying to figure out like how that's even possible and he just because it takes so much effort. And Rod says the last time he tried to update his look with a sweatband for his Alameda avatar, it <laughs> took him three days. Like it took so much effort on his part to do it that he's there. They're, they have no idea what to make of the fact that Swerve is capable of doing this. Uh, and Megatron points out that at least parts of it are even inhabited by fake yeah. humans. Uh, so that's and, it's a lot that, of work. A lot of work. And so then, of course, Rod is like, do you think he's down there? And Megatron says, yes. Um, he says that Infernal Song was some sort of multi-tracked, overproduced cry for help. So <laughs> Swerve is on this this hollow matter earth that is 400 miles behind the lost light and he's there somewhere in hollow matter avatar form uh and so <laughs> so then Rob's gonna, calls later yeah. oh yeah so i'd like all right he's got a team together here um and he, uh, he insists it's very simple right it literally couldn't be simpler they're gonna go down there they're gonna project their own hollow matter avatars on to the earth that is being projected back there mm-hmm. um they're gonna go undercover and find swerve and then he holds up a picture of what swerve looked like last <laughs> which is true that's how we saw him he's got the visor he's got his shaggy brown hair um given two thumbs up and he's saying that uh swerve might be disoriented but they need him to right. tell them what is killing him right so that they can radio back to first aid and be like okay here's where it is uh, and then he can fix it everybody looks very confused <laughs> they're all at like such a loss they're just yeah nobody's looking on board with this and rod is insisting no no it's very easy um so he tells this group and it is a group of rung and skids and blue streak and cyclonus and tailgate all who we've seen we saw yeah yes 
Uh, he wants them to set up a base of operations. <laughs> and, and then... uh, right, Brainstorm is saying like, okay, so projecting a Hollow Matter avatar 400 miles <laughs> away, uh, it might be a little unpleasant. And Rung yeah. is like, uh, would you say it's painful? And he's like, well, pain, agony, torment, whatever. Uh, also, I mean, there's maybe a chance of something else. And yeah. Skids is like, well, what do you, what do you, what's something else? Uh, he's like, oh, uh, feedback into spark burnout. It's like, oh, yeah. so death then. Right. Like, we might die, basically, right. if we go to Earth. That, that's what you're trying to Tremendous. tell us. Thank you, Storm. Thanks. Um, but they do it. We see their hollow matter avatars as we know them. Which, the best part being that Tailgate is in a little baby carrier on Cyclonus. <laughs> and it's so cute. I love it. So we it's can see, yeah. adorable. <laughs> he is bigger, but again, still little enough that it's easier if they just pick him up and hold him <laughs> or sit him on the couch and leave him to read comics. Um, and uh, Rod does lay out that he's, <laughs> I love that the text above it says, and then finally, and it's showing them about <laughs> to be projected to earth. Um, and Rod is saying, okay, rewind, put together an info pack on modern earth customs. I hope you all downloaded it. And of course, Blue Street's like, I don't even need it. He's right. bang up to speed. He says he knows about Inception, Double Rainbows, Believers, Mansplaining. He knows it all. <laughs> He's got it. Which is uh, true. Well, good, good, old, old, good old 2015. <laughs> uh. Uh, and he says, but the rest of you don't get cocky. Rewind said you have a bluffer's guide, which is Humanity 101. And Rung which, is like, ah, reference to Room 101 from 1984. And uh, then, of course, Cyclonus is like, no, I think it's from an entertainment program, uh, which <laughs> I had to look up. Uh, yes, it's a British entertainment program. Um, uh, and then the best is Blue Streak saying, no, it's dogs. It's from 101 Damnations, um, which I love. 101 Damnations sounds like it would be like a r- gritty remake of sure. 101 Dalmatians. They're um, all rabid and which, feral. And... Yeah, I was going to say, which please nobody do. Um, <laughs> and uh, Tailgate's uh, trying to remember what a dog is. And Megatron is very, the saying what we're all thinking, which is like, really? Nobody nobody else was going to do this? This is, this is our crew <laughs> that we're sending down there? Um, Rod doesn't even look very, uh, uh, very, yes, he's not too confident about this, but that's all right. We cut back to them at their base. It looks like they've gotten some Chinese takeout. I'm jealous of them. They're all drinking, oh, like, yeah. wine, and they have, like, <laughs> beer. And I'm like, what? I want to go. And I didn't even notice this. I, it's so good. I didn't even notice that until this rereading. And I was, like, <laughs> looking at the table. I was like, oh, my God. And in all caps, yeah, my notes just said, how did I never notice this sippy cup before? And, yeah, I want that cup. It's got it's purple, it's and it's got cute. horn. It's got, of course, a crazy straw in it because it's tailgates. <laughs> and he likes uh, to drink out of crazy straw. And Tailgate is reading issue 21 now, uh, <laughs> which he he very proudly says, when I did my thang. <laughs> His thang. Oh, my God. So funny. Um, and Rung points out he doesn't remember something specific happening, which is Swerve opening Brainstorm's briefcase, right. which is true. We never saw that. Um, but S- Tailgate says, yeah, no, he did. Um, it was right after Minimus shot Tyrest, but nothing happened. Obviously, we've seen other people open the briefcase who weren't Brainstorm, and it seemed like nothing happened. Sure, to them. Right. Uh, it didn't look like anything was happening immediately. And uh, then uh, Blue Streak shows up, and it's like, oh, hey, our neighbors are here. <laughs> and we meet the neighbors. A priest, a surgeon, in a stand-up comedy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, they've been locked out of their apartment. Um, it was some goofy story uh, full of contrived misunderstandings. And um, so, yes, uh, they all introduce themselves. And then, um, and, and, and yeah, just like a kooky bunch of characters where you're like, why Lucky are these three people? Yeah, right. like sharing an apartment together. Um, uh, one of them is wearing a Greendale jersey. I love it. I love it. Um, the priest insists that they're not brothers. And, uh, <laughs> of course, yeah, like, it's just, it's goofy getting to know these guys. And they're all just kind of arguing amongst each other. Um, like, clearly, they aren't all getting along. Uh, we have the comic offending the priest. And then it turns out he had messed with the surgeon's schedules. And uh, names are dropped, like Mrs. Simpson and uh, the Bluth Baby, which, of course, sure. are more little winks to great shows. Um, <laughs> uh, and Right. And so they, they uh, are arguing with each other until uh, Skids says, guys, just shut up. Um, right. It's like, hold on. I don't care about any of this. Blue Streak, you are getting a call. Uh, and he's getting a call from Rodimus. Uh, yeah, looks super handsome. Oh, uh, God, Rod's avatar is so good. <laughs> and you you have told me repeatedly that you read Rodimus as Rod Kimball from the film Hot Rod. Yeah, Kind of a resemblance there. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love it. Right, like if you put Andy Samberg back in that outfit and then like, or back in that kind of look, that era, and then yeah, just like 80, 80s up his looks more because of course he has a sweatband Uh, um i do it was funny even rereading this i texted my brother and was like why have you not made this outfit yet because like this looks (laughs) like a typical thing my brother would wear anyway just because we love the 80s house and by this house i mean this family because i do not live with him (laughs) but uh yeah regardless i was just like yeah he should make that costume um Uh, in addition we can see nautica who looks adorable is like a mechanic with a yeah She's got like full overalls and yeah, like her goggles around her neck and uh, and Nightbeat who looks hot as shit. So hot. And I love because we keep referring to the fact that he's very much like Sherlock, da 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 da. Right. But we went with Luther instead. I know. Nightbeat's like, avatar. And I am right. down. That is a much better choice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no everybody who is like super into Benedict Cumberbatch. That's totally cool. I'm more into Idris Elba, so I'm more into this. This I'll is a great take choice. It. Uh, and and blue streak even says you sound different he's like yeah well we're humans now right so that kind of gives us like okay so when they go into their hollow matter avatars they do have different voices then uh which is interesting it's very interesting um because yeah he says he's in human mode um and there he's saying megatron's here somewhere we don't know where he is yet though um and then he's like well where are you guys like what are you guys doing and blue streak points out you told us to wait we are at our house (laughs) waiting for orders because we will like everything that they have done so far has only involved the neighbors so that group hasn't really right gone out set out uh yeah uh, and and Rod says, "Well, okay, sure, fine, sorry. What do I need to know about Swerth?" <laughs> which, of course, Blue Streak Media is like, "What the hell is Swerth?" Um, which, of course, if you're Rodimus, you're talking to Rodimus. You know, he just merged right. Swerve and Earth together into a perfect name, Swerth. Uh, and he asks why that's funny, uh, and Blue Streak says, "I, I didn't laugh." And he's like, "Well, I heard laughing." And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> this planet has a laugh track." So, uh, yeah, Blue Streak is, like, trying to, uh, like, thank goodness he was here because he he knows all this stuff already. He's very familiar with Earth Earth, uh, culture. But um, 
Yeah, so he's explaining the fact that, like, Swerth, this version of Earth that they are on isn't normal. It's not a normal planet. Right, it comes this with isn't the... how Earth works. No. Um, and, it, and even then, like, I do love it because he says, like, it's got its own laugh track. And then Rod's like, I just heard laughter again, and I didn't even say anything funny this time. And uh, Blue Streak, of course, is like, you probably made a face. Uh, people laugh at those, too. <laughs> so, of course, he's just explaining the fact that, like, here on Swerth, there's essentially a studio audience. Yes. Even if there's nobody around them, it's very meta. It's very... Uh, right. It's, 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 it's a sitcom. Uh, right. he says Swerve became obsessed with sitcoms, uh, and he's made this world in their image. Uh, and, and he's saying all the apartments are huge and open plan. And from here, the world outside looks really unconvincing because it's just a backdrop. Yes. Which it's just, and which is like so brilliant. Like it's, again, these are the things that make this idea work is the fact that it's not just, oh, and then they go to Earth and it's goofy and crazy. It's like, oh, no, this really is just Swerve's <laughs> idea of what Earth is. Right. Um, and, you know, Blue Streak even continues to say, like, people act differently. Like, everybody makes jokes and nobody ever laughs and uh, nobody works. Uh, everybody's too busy goofing around. Um, and then he starts describing or explaining some of the stuff that their neighbors do. Um and he's just saying, yeah, it's weird and it's farcical and unrealistic, which is, yeah, it's just uh, a, a sitcom that they are now. And you know. Rod points out, like, okay, is it as unrealistic as that time we flunked <laughs> down and fought nanobots inside Ultra Magnus, or we were attacked by a giant thumb, or we were fighting invisible charisma-powered <laughs> parasites? Uh, or visiting or, sitcom world, a planet with its own theme tune. Uh, which is perfect. There, there it is. There is then more than meets the eye. Yep, there it is, everybody. Referencing that's, itself. This in is its this own. is the panel to show people. Uh, yes, that's where you go. No, no, no. It's all. It works. This is why it works. Because <laughs> yeah, this is pretty much par for the course. Uh, there, there's a lot of like, well, yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense, but just run with it. Right. Let's, let's compare it to some things. This is which, we know it doesn't make any sense, and that's that's what makes it okay. Exactly. It's I stand by. I think this is brilliant. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I'm not sure what a lot of people's reactions were to this issue. I know my brother was initially. Until later on with events that we know at the end of the issue. But I remember my brother being very much like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> but you you have to give it credit. It's aware of what it's doing. and It definitely it, is. Yeah, and that makes it work. Um, and then Megatron do, shows up. <laughs> yeah, Rod hangs up. He's like, okay, I gotta go. We found him. Um, I do love that he says, there you are. I was afraid you'd wandered into traffic. Which, like, <laughs> that line for some reason was so funny to me. Because the thought of, like, Megatron just, like, wandering into the middle of a street where cars are flying by. Like, why <laughs> would he? Uh, I, it's so funny. I gotta, like, their cars. They got, they're, there's, yeah, they, right. This is something we could have addressed with any of the issues where they visit Earth. But, like, I wonder what they're, like, do they think, oh, hey, that's probably a person I can talk to. Well, and, like, because a lot of their modes change when they aren't on Earth. Like, uh, right. yeah, when they're on Earth, they are very clearly Earth cars. Um, but, yeah, like, when they're on Cybertron, a lot of them will be Cybertronian vehicles or, yeah, what have you. But you're right. And that's, well, that's why it, they're robots in disguise. That's the go. disguise. <laughs> uh, anyway, Megatron is a hot grandpa. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, a war grandpa. He's, uh, like, got for, for anyone who's playing Overwatch right now, he's got the 
the Soldier 76 thing going on, where he's like old, <laughs> but way hot. <laughs> you just described a number of dudes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he's He's got these super broad shoulders, and his face is kind of scarred up in, in yeah. cool ways. And he's got silver fox hair, and uh, he's got like, a belt with a skull belt buckle. Which is uh, very, like, as a person who has drawn a lot of these characters as humans before, just because, and by before, I mean all the time, um, I've, like, established looks for them. My Megatron always wore a big belt with a big belt buckle, but of course his was the Decepticon logo. Sure. But I was very appreciative of this very obvious, very in-your-face buckle. I was like, yeah, no, I'm totally with you. That's what he would wear. Um, uh, and like wearing like gloves, right? Like, he's got gloves and like sh- pauldrons on this yeah. jacket, uh, but then with like a white button up underneath, right? And, and he's like, like business button down to mid chest. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's pretty great. It's, it, I, it's a hot look. It's yeah, I'm into this look. I like it. Um, but of course he's, he is completely unfamiliar with this. Rod's like, well, you've never used an avatar. He's like, why in the world would I have ever right. used an avatar? Which is a good call. Like, no, of course Megatron has never used a human holometer avatar. He doesn't care for humans at all. Um, and, uh, and, but then Rod, of course, goes back to what we did learn back with the Hedonia issue, which of course these ones are intuitive they reflect your psyche and then i do like that he points out after that he says nice walking stick by the way which has a decepticon logo on it i know so there you Uh, go a little wink there like is uh, that like a crutch for him still is that you know he he, he immediately throws the walking stick into traffic so yeah it there you go he disposes of it um and so then rod of course is like megatron's like okay there you go what do we do uh, and they're gonna go to bars first because swerve is a bartender and and i do love that they're very clearly like in Times square um, right. and they're saying like keep it keep an eye out for anything and uh, yeah. right behind them on there's a roving gang of swerves yeah on the on the, on the largest picture there's a a, a cover in, right. in homage of the Lost Light, or the More Than Meets the Eye number one cover, which is an homage of a JLI issue. Uh, but it's just all swerves. All swerves making something of it. Um, so, of course, that's to their back. They don't see it. Um, when Rod says, we don't want to miss anything significant. And then we cut back to uh, the base, Cyclonus and Company's base, where Blue Streak is trying to help their neighbors get into their apartment, which, of course, of which they are locked out. Wacky situation. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of grumbling, like, they're not even real. And they're like, wait, what? He's like, nothing. Because, of course, they're like, any humans we meet aren't even real people. Like, we're just interacting with Swerve's created like right. not yeah just like other people that he created to exist on this planet um to populate this planet and um then uh uh rum points out he's saying that skids found uh swerve once which of course was just in his hab suite um maybe he'll find him again maybe this won't be too hard maybe they'll find him sure and um, uh and he says well do you know what number i found him in uh like right what room it's like it is? And yeah i like, found him well, in his... no yeah. uh and he's like neither do i because i'm his i'm his closest friend and i didn't even know where he lived 
And then Rung points out, he's like, but you ended up finding him. And he says, yeah, I only found him because I remember Red Alert was in room 43 and he used to live with Swerve. So it's just kind of him taking, Skids is very upset with himself. He's very much like, why did I not know that? Why did I not know where Swerve lived? Um, And Rung, of course, is trying to lessen the blow and just be like, well, you know, you didn't have a reason to visit him uh where he lives that's not too bad um but yeah no skids is like uh, right he's saying like look he when i found him he was face down in a pool of his own lubricant like first aid said there was severe neglect and uh he's got like he said before a joint freeze leakage and low level form fatigue he was in his room for months and nobody knew uh which well it ties some things together we knew that swerve was taking in all of earth's culture uh Yes. And yes. what do you do when you're depressed and you lock yourself in your room? You watch sitcoms. Right. You watch TV. You just keep entertaining yourself. You find a way to distract yourself, which is what he was doing to the point where, yeah, he fell into such disrepair and it finally caught up with him to the point where then it culminated into this, into what it now is. Um, and of course, then Skids is saying like they would see him in the bar and everybody just figured yeah, it was must fine. Be fine. Uh... Because there he is at the bar. Which, I mean, makes sense. But then he is saying, like, even so, even having seen him at the bar, it he still could have gone to visit him and check in on him. Right. Um, and uh... if they had, he wouldn't have gotten to this point. Uh, but Tailgate, who is in <laughs> like Cyclonus's a... backpack baby Bjorn, uh, <laughs> says, oh, check it out. I skipped to issue 43, which is the one we're in now. Yeah. Uh, and it's this story, the Swerve Disappears story. So then uh, it gets even weirder. Yeah. Right. He because says, why not? There's, there's a story so far page, uh, where, which is the previously page. And which... this is, this is where I said out loud, <laughs> oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so Tailgate's reading the issue that we're reading right now, and his has the previously page that we have seen in other issues where Right, it when we get like, a recap page, this is what it looks like. Right, Swerve is speaking to the reader and, t- like, bringing them up to date about what's been going on with the ship um, uh, and right. the crew and everything. He he even says everything's about me for a change. Um, and yeah, he's saying you know I might even die. And then um, and he it's... seems upset that the reader is not upset that he might die. <laughs> and then so of course yeah, he's explaining Swerth and um, like it's he says and it's interesting because then he points out here that a while ago he did some things that he shouldn't have done, and he talks about how he activated Brainstorm's Metabomb, which is true. We saw him do back in right, issue. and I, I I pointed out, I'm like, oh, I think that 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 sticks around. Uh, yeah, yeah, and so there you go, which then kind of gives you a better idea, even of these previously pages, these like recap pages. Right. You're like, those, oh, those are shit. within canon. Yeah, and um, he is speaking to, he's breaking the fourth wall to speak to right. the reader what he believes to be a reader uh and and he says for example quite often these days i find myself thinking we're all just larger than life characters in an increasingly odd comic book uh i sometimes find myself having one-sided conversations with imaginary people just to bring readers up to speed Uh, which is exactly exactly what's happening here And then he does say that he also opened Brainstorm's briefcase when no one was looking and he thought it was empty. But now 
we know it was part of a time machine and he thinks that it did something weird to him. Um, uh, and, it, and he says that it created a time loop inside him, which enabled him to reroute energy through his hollow matter generator again and again. So basically it's primer rules where he can create infinite energy by looping it through a thing and going back like a second in time and pulling energy out of that. And he even says like, like, if that sounds weird, I don't care. Uh, the more you question it, the more I'm just going to say, yep, don't question it. Yeah. And he's just, yeah, there it is. He's hiding on Earth. He's waiting to be found. Or he's wanting to stay hidden. He doesn't know. It's one of those two, though. Um, and uh, which, it, it, yeah, that's why his brain waves are going crazy is because, right, there's something weird going on inside of him now that we are gathering is from the time case. And... That's why these previously pages exist, which uh, just, there you go. Brilliant. Uh, Rung is looking at the comic until, or, or he says, like, this is his way of reaching out to us. He wants help. Uh, there's probably a number of subtle and indirect ways that this is happening. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, wait a minute. Skids, what was what was his half-sweet number? And, of course, Skids is just like, it's 43. Why? And then, yeah, Rung is like, oh, yeah, well, uh, no, he wasn't being subtle. The room across the hall from us is room 43. Um, and so, yeah, Rung very easily just says, excuse me, swerve. Uh, and all three and, of their neighbors turn and look. Yeah, and they all look at each other confused before merging back into the swerve avatar that we recognize. Yeah, we've seen him. Which uh, is very close to the Greendale Jerry avatar. <laughs> um, but uh, I would like to point out that uh, Skids is reading... He's holding, at least on the back cover, it looks like, issue 44, which is the next one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it looks like, yeah, that's kind of it's like... Uh, A little tease. Promoing, there. yeah. Like, oh, the next issue is going to be 44. That's what the cover looks like. You're right, you're right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Swerve is back to his hollow matter self. And uh, then we cut back to uh, the jumping to the shark. Bar. Uh, Megatron is is looking at himself in a mirror, and Nautica says, "Cheer up, Gramps!" <laughs> and uh, she grabs him uh, and starts and, trying to tickle him. He says, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Finding out if you're ticklish, which you are not." So that is settled. So uh, there we go. We know now. I like to imagine. This is what I like to imagine. Anytime somebody tries to tickle somebody who's like really cut, is that like <laughs> she reached in there, started to, it was like, "Ooh," and then just like fell up his ass. <laughs> like, never mind. You are not ticklish, but you know, not a bad move on my part. Um, uh, I couldn't tell if like because they're in a bar, maybe she's a little wasted, but like. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I just figured Nautica's adorable and hilarious, and that's why yeah, she did it. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just in this panel and the next one, she has some very dramatic posing. Going she on. is posing very dramatically. You're right. Because, yeah, then she's like leaned back against the bar, and she's just like, I want to go to real Earth someday. You're right. She might be a little bit. She does <laughs> like to drink. She That is that's true. something that we've established. Um, which, you know, I get. Um, but yeah, then she, yeah, she wants to go to real earth. Um, and she, she thinks that humans have accomplished so much. She's very impressed by humans for being so young and having done so much. Uh, and um, so is Megatron, but as he's talking, he breaks his glass in his hand. Yes. Um, well, yeah, he, cause it almost looks like he knocked over a glass when she went to tickle him and then he right. like set his hand in it. So now he's bleeding. And, um, uh, and he, he says that their humans are so fragile. Uh, 
and, and immediately right nightbeat is like jumping into the fence he's like hey don't don't be an asshole just they're right. not weak just because of that and megatron says i didn't say weak i said fragile uh, which is a very good point megatron uh and yes we are very fragile we really really are but, we um, but then quick. rock yeah, that's true. Well, we're scrappy. Yeah. We're young, scrappy, and hungry. Um, so then Rod is like, hey, Cyclone has called me. They found Swerve. Um, but he doesn't know what's wrong with him. Right. And then, of course, uh, we have everybody. And uh, Swerve is saying, like, he, he he really doesn't know. He doesn't know what's wrong. He doesn't know where he's hurt. Um and so, of course, they're all insisting with him. Right, like, We're buddy, back. just sit and think yeah. about it and tell us the truth. Um, but that's not going to work. Right. Uh, He's saying, like, even though now he knows, because, of course, when he was three separate people, he wasn't aware of the fact that he was doing it. He didn't. And Rung even kind of points out here, he's saying it was probably a program glitch because when you projected yourself, of course, it reads their psyches and it reads, you know, the personality of the bot projecting. And Swerve was so distinctly feeling three different ways. Like he feels like three different people that he became three different people. Um, which is why we had like a priest because we know he's religious. Mm-hmm. And then we had the, the surgeon or the dermatologist, which right. he's a metallurgist. That's what he does. It's essentially a Transformers skin doctor. And, um, and then of course the stand-up comedian. The wacky party animal. <laughs> um, and uh, of course Skid's like, I don't care about any of that. Right. He's like, where are you hurt? You're suppressing the pain. Quit burying it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but Skid says, like, or Swerve says, like, look, I want to go home. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't want to suppress it, so why can't I tell you? Uh, and Tailgate, who I'd point out, we can see his Autobot <laughs> logo for the first time. And it's got, like, star eyes and a little wavy mouth. And it's yeah, it's got, cute. like, the cat mouth. Uh, <laughs> um, and, like, a bonnet on its head. It's yeah, got, like, a some crown kinda, or something. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, so cute. Uh, um, but he says that, like, the reason is because Swerve, you're in your happy place and you don't want to leave um, yeah. and which is that's sitcoms right and it's and tailgate says like it's rung in re-experience therapy remember because it's a subject that they brought up before mm-hmm. um like when somebody is hurt or anxious you can protect yourself by recalling something that makes you happy which of course when tailgate and swerve were talking about it tailgate thought of movie night um so yes swerves is sitcoms and he explains it's because he can relate to them um and just and it, it he lays it out here the reason i think why many people enjoy certain sitcoms because he says the best kids sitcoms are about misfits and failures who are trapped together um they get on each other's nerves but eventually they end up liking each other they have to go through obstacles and yeah they right. and he says sitcoms are pretty similar uh, now that you think you think right. about it and he thinks which, about it a lot yeah uh, but he and he says up on the lost light, he, it doesn't really feel like a sitcom anymore. He feels like he's drifting out of the main cast. Yeah, uh, which, which is sad. It, it's very sad and very again meta too, because he says when Megatron came on board, which was the start of season two, um, <laughs> everything changed. Like he, yeah, he doesn't feel like he's one of the main characters. Um, and, and then of course he poor Swerve, and because of course when we see him, he's very he's always so like joking and uh you know he's always kind of being a goof with everybody. But in the moments when we get kind of him at just being honest with himself, he he's very 
he's really down on himself a lot of the time. And um, he even says here, like, he doesn't expect to win any popularity prizes. He knows he's not the easiest guy to like. Um, and that's, and so that's part of why he is the way that he is. Um, and yeah, he's even kind of like slumped against the floor here, just kind of saying all this. And Cyclonus, I love this panel because Cyclonus hands Tailgate over to Rum because <laughs> Tailgate's a small child. Um and Cyclonus lays it on the line. He's like, listen, like, you have cruel humor. It's usually at the expense of others. You're passive-aggressive. And just, like, listing all these, like, right. things. Right, he's like, Swerve, here's all the ways you suck. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Swerve is like, wow, harsh. Uh, yeah, great. And Cyclonus hey. is like, but we're all still here looking for you. He's like, there's yeah. five of you. He's like, no, the entire Lost Light is here looking for you. And we right. cut away and we see Ultra Magnus as Verity. We see Chrome Dome as, yeah, to me, kind of looks like David Boreanaz, but with really long fingers. Um, <laughs> and there's Rewind as the camera guy we've seen before. And they're um, in a very familiar looking study room. <laughs> yes, um, they're around a table. Um, <laughs> To push together tables, in fact. But yeah, like, we see the two of them, and right, Cyclones is letting us know, because we didn't know this, even as readers. Like, not only did Rod and his team go, 200 people from the Lost Light went to Swerth. And he says, even though it hurts, and even though it's risky, uh... and their lives are at risk, but they still went to look... Right. Uh, and 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 Swerve is like, really? And Cyclonus says, yes, we need to know where you keep the keys. So far. Uh, <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> tetrahexian humor. That's just a joke. Uh, and uh, Tailgate points out, Swerve, you're bleeding. Uh, and he's bleeding from the shoulder. Um, Which is like, oh, okay, that's where you're hurt. Which Toby uh, does have a little like angry face on his dress. I just realized. Yeah, it's, he's got uh, like polka dot pants, but each of the things are it's very. Oh, don't cute. you worry! It is definitely a skirt. Oh, good, good, <laughs> adorable. Uh, um, yeah, and he's uh, his his shoulder is bleeding. Uh, he says, "I think it's time we wrap this up." And <laughs> Tailgate says, "We had twenty two pages." Uh, and Swerve says, "This is a sitcom, Tailgate. Twenty two minutes, which <laughs> adorable." Uh, and of course, the the bleeding on his shoulder is forming an Autobot symbol. Um, some pretty self indulgent little panels right there. Uh, Very cute. Well, it, so it does look like a very like spot on way for his hollow matter avatar to bleed but when we continue we hop well we we don't even hop back over to the last light at first we go to um the shuttle the uh o fortuna carrying first aid mirage and the protectobots to (laughs) a to cybertron sure um and he's radioing back he's like hey no you know what no we just flew past swerth it is disappearing um, so yeah, I think you did it. You you got him. And we find he's on the phone with Velocity. Um, and she's just kind of reporting back and saying, yeah, it was a, it was a rust infection. Um, it, it was probably just tainting the bloodstream slowly for years. He must have patched right. himself up and didn't, didn't clean, clean it properly. Um, yeah. She she gave him a shot, fixed it, uh, and she says, I've never saved a life before. That was uh-huh. my first time and I can't stop smiling. Lottie, you're adorable. And she, yeah, she's even like, thanks so much, First Aid, for letting me do that and come back soon. Um, uh, and then First Aid is looking at his, like, photo album, his digital photo album here. And we see a cute picture of the uh, the uh, the medical crew. We even have the little, like, drone back there. Aww. And, of course, sweet Ambulon is there. Um <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, they're even like, we doctors have to stick together. And he's looking at the pictures. And then, and these pages, I do want to say, like, they just, like, it's three quick punches to my gut because we see Ambulon giving cute little peace signs. And then <laughs> First Aid swipes to the next picture, which is Iron Fist, who is from Last Stand. And I'm like, oh, how dare you? Um, <laughs> another punch to the gut and swerve. And they're both looking cute and giving thumbs up. And then First Aid's like, oh. Jeez, wait a minute. And he realizes something. Uh, yes. And he says, Velocity, I need you to listen very carefully because we're about to fly out of range and this is really important. Yeah. Uh, there are people who hate us and the people who hate us the most are the DJD. Uh, and some time ago I was told a secret. I was told that we have a mole in the DJD known as Agent 113. Yes. And uh, so, and yeah, things get heavy and serious really yes, quickly here. There's like, a lot heavy. going on in these couple panels. Yes. Um, and he's even explaining, he's like, I don't know who 113 is, or even if he if he's even still alive. Um, but And then, of course, he explains, which we've, we've discussed 113 on the show before. Sure. Um, and but we'll recap all this anyway. Um, but, of course, he he sends reports very particularly which is he puts them in a bullet he puts them in a data chip hides it in a bullet and shoots at a bot the the right eye of an autobot badge yeah that is the particular if you find that it's probably look look at the bullet it's probably a message from agent 113 so of Uh, course he's saying certain medics are trained to look for this um and 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 he even like we know that he's obsessed with finding this particular message basically all about it oh yeah he's like he's one of these medics that obviously has been looking looking for it and in other documentation and older things that james has written it's people believe he has like an obsession with autobot symbols but that's why is because he's looking for and if any of them are hit in the eye um but uh but then of course when he was looking at his photo album he saw that swerve used to have an autobot symbol on his shoulder right where he got shot right where yeah his injury was taking place so he tells velocity like go uh, operate on him check out the shoulder see if there's a bullet dig deep dig fast because uh, I think 113 is trying to tell us something. And sure uh, enough, she pulled out a bullet. Uh, and that is issue 43. Ah, which I, like, so brilliant. Like, what a great, funny, goofy issue. And then you end on, like, a bang. Holy crap. Like, genius. And I love it so much. Bombshell. Well, and on that bombshell, it isn't yet time to end the show. Um, but I do just want to uh, kind of uh, backpedal here a bit and just really take in the scope of all this stuff with Swerve, um, including this last bit here and like how important all of this is and how much. And just like even in my notes here, I just end with it by saying, good Lord, James. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Because this is insane. <laughs> I just, There's okay. a lot going on there. There's so much here because... Back in the chaos issues before, the, which are the issues that came out to, to end the prior run of ongoing, before the death of Optimus Prime, those are the issues that James got to write, kind of ramping up into what we are now reading. Um, so Swerve was in those issues, and I feel like that's the first time we saw him in James's issues. And in those issues, he has like a patch, like a riveted patch over his shoulder, which is clearly, now we know, something he did himself. Man. Um, it, right right and um and then in previous issues he has stated before that he had an old injury that was acting up um and they are specifically in issues 21 
uh, which is apparently when he opened the time case, and in issue 29, when the previously pages started, right. like when those recap pages started. Um, uh, so clearly, I always, he, I always felt like the meta bomb, meta gun thing stuck around for sure. Which, good work. You were onto that one. You had that one down. Um, but, uh, and he did, he told uh, Magnus back on Hedonia, we'll remember, he told uh, Magnus that his badge was damaged on, uh, that his badge was damaged, and then on Delphi, Pipes had mentioned that Swerve had a run-in with the DJD before. So, uh, like, for the past, like, that's, years, that's some it was building up. seeds. Right? And that's that's just one of those, which, uh, to me, I'm like, wow, what a fantastic kind of build up that you and they are those things where even like rereading them it is really cool to like notice these things but then i can't say anything because i'm like oh man <laughs> now i know how this plays off later what this plays into um so uh, yeah well don't a spoil lot. it what well don't spoil it well uh, i never do i know i appreciate that that's part of our show <laughs> i'm not here to spoil anybody i um, will keep it to myself and then i will tell you all about it later when we get to the reveals. i mean i've already spoiled it all for myself i've already read all the did way you go up, to tumblr so... oh yeah i am told you not to go to tumblr you just greg is the entity that is tumblr <laughs> uh so 44 yeah we can Let's hop on, on over cover here uh some stuff's gonna happen yeah uh we see chrome dome and rewind from behind looking at a giant monolith yes it's very i don't like ominous yeah like i don't even right and it's got like this these sheens of light coming off of it uh, and you have to wonder what are they looking at what is that uh, what are we about to get into we go to the previously page hi again swerve <laughs> um, it's like oh good you're back um, and he does say this is the real him this time, not a right. shonky holographic representation. Uh, and he, he says everything's good, everything feels yeah. great, um, Velocity saved his life. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, he's interacting with the reader in a way that the reader's like, no, I know. Like, And then they're kind of <laughs> filling in. You, presumably as the reader, are filling in parts of the story. Right. Um, and he says, oh, yeah, I got shot years ago on Kimia. Uh, I was in a way day, and I caught the DJD. Uh, and then he, he kind of, like, spaces out. Yeah, he cuts himself off. Um and he says, yeah, you know, Tarn and Voss and those guys. Uh, yeah, he's just, yeah, describing the DJD. Um, but yes, he was saying as he was leaving, he got shot. Um, and uh, But then he explains he thought it was a laser or something. But then uh, Lottie, she says he can call her Lottie, which is adorable. Um, <laughs> she found a bullet, yeah, that the bullet might have cloaked itself and... That's why it has gone unnoticed. But yes, there was a bullet in there. Um, uh, and then he and wants to know. Yeah, but... they want to try the new cocktail because he's <laughs> cleaning a glass always. Yeah. Perpetually and we will... in every update. Every update. We will learn about the new cocktail later exactly. on in this episode. I almost said episode in this issue. <laughs> Very easy to call these issues episodes. Um, and this one is called The Not Knowing. Uh, and immediately we see the Necrobot. Yeah. is a deep cut going all the way back to the first time we saw the DJD. Yes. Uh, back in issues like 7 and 8 with yeah. the scavengers and the DJD. Love those scavengers. Oh, uh, the scavengers. Yes, they talked about the Necrobot. And if we remember, that ended with... 
with us seeing the necrobot and realizing, hey, that's a real guy instead of just a legend. Yes, he's not just some phantom. He's like, he's a thing that actually shows up. And he was holding a list of bots who we knew who were listed as dead on his data pad. But now we know why we as readers know why so many of our beloved robots were listed as dead already. Um, Um, So, yeah, and we have this lovely prose kind of about him here or just (laughs) even... Uh, like, rewind is going on and on and he's saying appointed by primus to sanctify the corpses of his progeny and blah 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 oh uh, yeah Bowery. very very sacred sounding yes describing the necrobot and what he does how he ushers bots to the after spark some intense um, language yes he alone can find the light within the light um and as he's talking, he is interrupted by the fact that Rod almost hits him, and it cuts to <laughs> they're walking down a hallway. Rod has a desk over the top of his head, and um, he uh, rewind is walking <laughs> along with him down this corridor, and um, Rod is not listening. Right, but he's like, are you listening? And he's oh, like, he yeah, you were talking about the Necrobot a lot. Um, so essentially, yes, that, that's where we open up here is rewind explaining to, or at least hyping up the Necrobot to Rod, who is lugging a desk down through the ship and they get to a door and Rod, (laughs) this is so real. Rod is like, he like kind of taps it. He's like, I'm balancing a piece of furniture around my head. Please open the door. Come on, rewind. (laughs) Um, and uh, then we go to one of the best pages ever. Um, <laughs> I I immediately knew. I'm like, oh, these two panels are probably saved in a folder somewhere. <laughs> well, even as soon as like, okay, I'm a person who doesn't read the previews when they come out. Um, sure. So for new issues, like I just, I don't like to. I like to dive in completely. So I, I tend agree. to not. Yeah, I tend to not read the three page previews. But our dear friend Meg does. And Meg got to this page and she was like, no, no, you got to go read the preview. Just <laughs> just please go read the preview. So I did. And I was like, I see why you need me to read this. Um, so, yes, uh, we go to yes, the... Yes, there's Megatron and Ultra Magnus for people who are not uh, following <laughs> the comic media. Well, actually, yeah, describe they the are, page. Uh... They're both very close, let's very say. Close. They're both looking at the Agent 113 bullet. Uh, their faces are less than a foot away from each other in this like first it, panel. Yeah. They're, um, they're all up on each other looking at this tiny little bullet. Um, and <laughs> Megatron says, like, okay, I can kind of accept that the DJD was infiltrated by an Autobot. Sure, that's fine. But it's weird that this Agent 113 thinks it's practical to deliver field reports by firing bullet-shaped data slugs in a three-fingered metallurgist. Uh, and then in this next panel, oh my god, which, okay, I won't, yeah, it's fine. Um, Meg, <laughs> Magnus is like, well, it's not exclusively metallurgist. When I said that, I, I was I was just trying to make a joke. And then, oh my god, I love them so much. Megatron's like, no, I know. I was also trying to make a joke. So, immediately I'm, like, losing my damn mind because we have both of these, like, giant nerds who are just awkward with being friendly with people and they're trying to joke with each other and I'm just like, oh my god, you guys. Uh, um, <laughs> Magnus says, I think we've both learned something <laughs> from this. And I just, if you if you remove the text, there would be no other way to interpret this panel <laughs> than them immediately about to make out. They're about to smooch up a storm. They're, they're both like open mouths like, leaning yeah. in. So, like, even the way that they're both 
both positioned, we can see they're both leaning in. Like, it's not just that they're both standing and they happen to be standing closely. It's no, no. Like, in the prior panel, Megatron was, like, leaning over Magnus' shoulder very close to his face. And now, like, Magnus has turned to look at him and they're both, like, leaned in, about to kiss. Um... But anyway, they don't. It's at least canon, not that we everybody. see. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know. Right. What they've learned is that they're precious and in love and that their precious love needs to be protected. There you um, go. <laughs> but uh, uh, so then Megatron's thinking and he's like. He's like, oh. what's the significance of 113? And he's like, I don't know. It's a prowl thing. Um, <laughs> Greg's favorite. Gotta love uh, that prowl. <laughs> Um, and I do love Mag- Megatron's face as he's like contemplating all this, and he right. looks he like he's, he's like I have a guess. He's like I'm gonna guess. You tell me if I'm right. Uh, was it Voss? It was probably Voss, wasn't it? Um, uh, and right, he says I don't know how he can fire a gun with those claws, but Magnus <laughs> is like, oh yeah, actually, that's I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, and Rod bursts and he's like, whoa, we don't oh, need God. to tell Megatron that. Right, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, he doesn't need to know. And he just, this entire bubble needs to be read because, like, it cuts to the two of them again, still very close, looking at Rod, who's now lumbering in with this desk over his head. Um, (laughs) And Rod says, if you caught me spilling that many beans, you'd give me a dressing down so epic, so protracted, so narratively dense, it would have subplots, callbacks, and a finale that would provide closure whilst leaving the door open for for future tellings off. Which Magnus <laughs> appropriately is like, there is no way you ad lib that. Like, right. You he's like, you didn't just make that up. Uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, everybody knows about 113 now. Right. And like, it doesn't like, matter. It's fun. Uh, and it but, turns out. Yeah. Velocity uploaded the contents of the bullet in front of Swerve. Who uh, proceeded first to tell everyone. And the cocktail of the day is called a shot in an arm, a shot in the arm, and it costs 1.13 Shannix. Oh, so brilliant. I totally want one of those. Yeah, we gotta we gotta come up with that. We will, we will. Someday, when we're all, like, hanging out at a con together, we'll just kind of, we'll just make up drinks that we've heard exist in More Than Meets the Eye, and it's we'll gonna be great. We'll do the More Than Meets the Eye cocktail guide. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I think that's great. Um, which, so then, uh, which adorable, but, uh, the whole 113 thing, but, uh, so then in this next panel, Magnus very easily just kind of plucks the desk from off of Rodimus's head. Right. Which he Rodimus picks it very up like it's a, a, like, a small, yeah. I don't know, box. Um, yeah, just like easy to grab. He just kind of grabs it and it's like, and, but of course he's continuing the discussion. He's like, also 113 is probably dead. So it doesn't matter that Megatron knows that, yeah, it was boss. Um, and uh, so, because apparently in this report, he talks about being compromised um, in that they know that the Lost Light was attacked by a new boss. Right. So they're like, uh, so he's the other probably Lost dead. Light, the one from the parallel universe. Yes. Um, and then, of course, Megatron is asking what he actually says. Like, what does what is 113's message? Uh, um, and we, we don't know because the data is kind of corrupted from the rust infection. But uh, vague references to some sort of schism and a warning not to trust Brainstorm, which is not super helpful. Right. They're like, yeah, we got that one. We're fine. He's all right. He's in the bar right now having a shot in the arm. Um, but they did get information about... The, the discovery of the Necrobot's base of operations. Right. They know where the Necrobot is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rod says, don't even bring him up because Rewind's been West Winging me about it. And Magnus <laughs> is like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh, and Which, Rewind's yeah. like, well, I just think it would be cool if we went and saw him. 
Like, I just want to, you know, like, and he does say he's like, he want, they want to meet the person that, you know, the, they can't believe the DJD just passed this up. Like, they, everybody wants to know this guy. Um, and Megatron's like, they're not here to hang out with people. Right, um, that's not their job. Uh... Right. And they're like, oh, and it is interesting here because he points out the Necrobot is non-affiliated as far as everybody's concerned. So, and he says Tarn would have left him alone, which is very interesting just to, you know. Sure. I mean, it's something you figure, but it's it's neat to see in, like... Yeah, these guys aren't necessarily, put. like, indiscriminate like they're not killers. Just, right, like, they're not just running around murdering everybody. It's like, oh, no, that dude, we don't have a problem with him. Why would we bother with the Necrobot? Um, but even Magnus is like... We should also leave the Necrobot alone because the last time we tried to do something quick, we uh, <laughs> they went to the Cosmic Carnival and learned how to juggle for three weeks. Which my note here just says, give me this fucking miniseries because I really want just the four or five issues where we just uh, take I'm a I'm very, look very at. sure that story exists in Jay Roberts' <laughs> mind. I really hope so. Um, but yeah, they all learned to, how to juggle, which I want to remind everybody, we just saw Skids juggling <laughs> in the previous episode That's that we true. were doing. So uh, he learned something. Of course he did. Chrome Super Dome early. is like, look, this is just two or three quantum jumps and we'll be there. And uh, Rod is like, yeah, but Cyber Utopia is the other way. And Chrome Dome's like, well, how do you know? Because we don't have a map right now until Thunderclash wakes up. Uh, and Rod is like, guess what? I've been carrying this desk for a reason. Check it out. Yeah. Turns out all those doodles he was doing on his desk, they uh, look pretty damn close to the map. Yep. That Thunderclash was drawing. It's a map uh. to Cyber Utopia hand drawn and he says i've been drawing it since day one and didn't even realize magnus spotted it when he was tidying up my office <laughs> which magnus you just uh you sweet parent um and he even off panels like that was strictly a one-off i'm not doing it again um <laughs> and rod of course is then congratulating himself it's just like oh, yes, I, I do have an unconscious connection to primus this <laughs> he says that... we all wondered if i had an unconscious connection <laughs> to primus and this proves it like everybody was thinking like do you really think like does he I, I i think he might but i don't and yes turns out this proves it he does um and he wants to get chosen one engraved on his forehead and megatron's like i know some better words that should go on your forehead <laughs> which is great and i want to know what megatron wants to put on rod's forehead <laughs> um and then we have chrome dome cute he's like poking at rewind he's like just just go tell him. Just go rewind. Tell him. Uh, um, right. And the reason he wants to go see the Necrobot, obviously, is because of Dominus Ambus. Uh, yeah, blame. Uh, the, the Necrobot, if the legends are true, would absolutely know whether or not Dominus Ambus is dead. Um, right. They've been looking for him. Rewind has been looking for him endlessly. And if Rewind they could says get... it's why I signed up. Yes. So. And uh, it's so sweet because then Chrome Dome holds his hand and he says that's the reason he signed up too. Uh, Chrome Dome, you guess who's a prince this time? Chrome Dome. <laughs> um, um, and Megatron, who's a fan of love decision. now that he has his own, is well, like, yeah. well said, let's do it. Um, <laughs> and Rod is like, ah. Oh. Rod is pissed. He's like, how dare you overrule me in front of our children? How dare you? He is very upset about it. Don't undermine um, my authority. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they they head for the uh, the Necrobots planet. Um and then go. rewind. Right. This is this is a conversation I've kind of been meaning to see for a while. Um, yeah. Rewind approaches Minimus Ambus. 
Uh, And and Minimus even says, like, I thought we would have had this conversation a long time ago. Uh, And Rewind says, well, on my lost light, we did. And I got really mad. Um, And we can see that Minimus has the little ten under his desk. Tiny doll of ten, like, in a little cubby under his desk. Um, And so then, yeah. So cute. And um, Rewind continues, like... Oh, and it kind of flashes back to Rewind on the other ship, shouting at Minimus Ambus, asking why he wasn't told. Um, Uh, Because for anyone who who doesn't remember, Ultra Magnus sort of revealed that he was Minimus Ambus only halfway through this series. Um, So yes, he, by the time they all knew about Minimus, it was only with the effects that killed Rewind. Like, Overlord getting out, killed Rewind and fatally wounded Magnus, which led to the reveal of of Minimus Ambus. Yes. So Rewind wasn't there when this Minimus was revealed, which is why he's like, oh, you haven't talked to me about this yet. Uh, But this Rewind is like, oh, but I talked to the other Minimus on the alternate side about it. And not only was he withholding that fact, but also he was upset that Minimus believes that uh, Dominus is dead. Yes. And so they got into an argument that led to a physical altercation. I do love that our Minimus, like in this time and place we only have one little flashback panel but this one is holding now the doll of right, ted like playing oh, with so it cute. Uh, and uh, minimus says i was off world when he went missing and that they shared like a kind of empathic connection and now he can mm-hmm. tell that's just gone right and that's why he's pretty certain that right. dominant is probably dead because he just can't feel him and it is cute i do want to point out that this obviously this issue was drawn by not by alex um this artist is uh, hayato sakamoto and um everybody who i also got to meet at botcon he's very sweet um but uh so everybody's a little bit more cartoony. Everybody's yeah. a bit more anime in this one, which I don't, I, I, I think is very cute. I think every, yeah, there are some cute little expressions and um, actions here. So we even have like rewind kind of like, leans up onto uh, right, the desk like, where he was sitting. Yeah. He like jumps on, like not jumps onto it, but like he kind of flings himself almost. onto it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, you miss him. Um, th- that's the way I would read it just because of his actions there. Like, do you uh, miss right. him? Rewind says, do you miss him? And he's like, well, I hated my brother, but yes, I miss him. Ah, <laughs> uh, he misses him. He loved him. Um, and Rewind, of course, is just looking at him, and he's like, it's kind of hard to look at you because you guys look very similar. And then Minimus says something that's so good. He says, I know. Why do you think I've spent most of my life trying to look like someone else? Which you're like, ooh, ooh dang. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we get to flying <laughs> in. Yeah, uh, they're headed for uh, the Necrobot's planet here. Uh, and there is only life sign. Right. They say there's only one life sign on the whole planet. Uh, and Rod says, oh, that's it? It's kind of a boring <laughs> planet, isn't it? Right. He says, "It's just, what? what is the word? And Megatron from the back is like, uh, judging by your face and the fact that you didn't do your little happy dance when you get excited, <laughs> I'm going to guess this planet is too boring for you. And of course, these two, they're just such... I just, God, they mess with each other, and it's so beautiful to me. I love it. Um, and Megatron, of course, is now just annoyed because it's Rodimus, and Rodimus is now suddenly not as excited about the Necrobots planet. <laughs> um, so he's like, tell me, explain, describe to me what a non-boring planet looks like. 
Uh, I really want to know. And then Rod fires back. He's like, okay, let's see. Uh, what if it was stripped of organic life, uh, relieved of energy, coated in metal? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. That's your perfect planet. So, like, Harsh. you just, like, these two idiot children fighting with <laughs> each other. Um, and, uh, yeah, just leave them be. And then Mainframe is like, should I buzz the Necrobot? Like, should we let him know that we're coming in? <laughs> uh, and he's like, look, Mainframe, no one even knows if this guy is real. Let's not tip him off that we're trying to get in there and mainframe's like uh so is that a yes do you want me to call him or not he's like i don't know you're being rhetorical and sarcastic so i do call him yes and rod's like no don't call him we're gonna sneak in they're gonna round up some necrobot fans off in the rod pod going low and what a what a good lineup it is we have chrome dome and rewind and rewind looks nervous um megatron petting ravage on the head like giving them kitty scritches i love it my note just says, oh, look at this, because you need to spell it <laughs> like that. Look at this. Um, we have skins in the back with right. the Camion, Velocity and Nautica. Velocity, right. Uh, tailgate's back there. Live. Get away. Get away. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Guy's an asshole. Oh, uh, get away. He's back. Um, so they're flying in, and... Uh, <laughs> Skids is like getting all up in a Nightbeat's business. He's like, look at you. Look at your fidget. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're you excited just wanna... to solve a mystery. Yeah. And, get, and Nightbeat's just like, I just, oh no, I have a headache. Um, and, uh, he, and he does tell Skids, Nightbeat's like, you don't believe in anything. Uh, because, of course, yeah, Skids was kind of getting on his case for wanting to solve the Necrobot or whatever. And Skids is like, no, I, I, I used to. And he says he's a recovering believer, which we'll remember. He used to have a little, you know, he was so devout that he had, like, even uh, the Matrix on his face. Um and uh yeah so he's kind of explaining like right he he gets why people like the idea of the necrobot like yeah he says uh, we who doesn't want to survive the dying of the light and then, then uh nightbe gets distracted by the view uh and i almost threw up at this panel uh <laughs> i freaked out because we see this is the planet that the necrobot is on and there's all of these statues uh which presumably are bots who are are dead and there's skybite who i love and there's yeah. windblade and i was like no 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 oh. uh no uh yeah. i, no, no, I no, did no. not handle it well oh my um, goodness that's true of course rereading this i'm just like oh yeah it's fine <laughs> so i didn't even think uh, about that oh my well, goodness, megatron even a... says they look like memorial statues yeah and is like no i don't think so because none of these people are dead and i was like yeah. oh thank god Phew. Uh, yeah, so it's yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, because of course he's seeing people that yeah, he knows for sure are alive because they're on board. Um and and then he says over that hill, I'm sure I see the back of your head. Um so again, just being goofy. Um but then Megatron points out that there are also empty planes. Right. Like there are a bunch of empty ones too. Um and then Riptide's flying in and I do love he says, We're nearly there, Captain. Co captain, co captains, both of you. <laughs> um because Riptide uh, Riptide is adorable. And, and they this is my favorite exchange like, in the whole book uh yeah. rod says oh, excellent so take good. us close and engage stealth mode and riptide's like we don't have a stealth mode he's like humor me he's like stealth mode engaged which even then it's like dotted so i imagine he's like stealth right. mode engaged. like he just whispers it and that means that they're being stealth because uh, riptide uh, you are a treasure and i'm so glad you're here um and immediately they get off the rod pod and nightbeat is on it he's like there he is it's him and right, uh we see somebody yeah 
Uh, but the door closes and yeah. he just slams it. Because uh, they arrive in like this huge, it's almost like a giant fortress. It looks like they like yeah. arrive within. Yeah, well, they like in sit the down. Yes. And, uh, they all walk out and they look a little intimidating. Sure. There's Megatron uh, and Ravage. Yeah. So everybody's kind of piling out. And then, yes, uh, Nightbeat gets the door closed on him. And serves me like, well, that wasn't very welcoming as he's like chomping on like Energon sticks and uh, tailgate. <laughs> you're so sweet. He says, well, it's our fault. We didn't bring a present. We're bad visitors. Oh my gosh, precious. Um, and so, yeah, then, uh, of course, Swerve is like, well, what would we even give a divinely sanctioned space monk? And uh, Hound remarks that he has enough flowers. So apparently, right. yeah, there are flowers nearby. Um, and then uh, here's another punch in the gut. They go to... That's what I was getting confused last issue with this one. <laughs> they both punched me in the gut. Um, they're like, oh, here's a, a, a name without a statue. Weird. And it's Ambulon. He died last year. And that's the date that he died. Um but uh, they're saying that, yeah, there are statues for everybody. Like, there are... Right. And the people who are still alive have their, like... Mainframe points out their holograms, but they're, they're like, their their statue <laughs> part is there. Uh, and then the people who are dead have it turned off. Yes. So they can just kind of be... Yes. If it's a blank one, then their hologram has been turned off. Um, so Rod jumps onto one of these empty plinth and poses in, like, an adorable little, like, butt stick out. Like... It's like a... <laughs> an anime girl pose he totally is it's like got like so a little like cute. butt wiggle going on he's like okay everybody listen up as he's shouting to everybody which there's it's totally there's no reason for it but the fact that it's rod doing it i love it like <laughs> if it had been nautica i'd have been pissed but it's rod so i'm like sure. no this is great <laughs> it's super cute uh and he says don't touch anything don't steal anything and don't desecrate anything very basic um, rules because yeah they're they're gonna wait and see if they can get the necrobot to open up the door and come see everybody but till then we're just gonna wait um uh, and ravage is is talking to megatron here and he's like see this is what happens when you try and help people who kill you uh talking about rewind and megatron says it's not about rewind and he says it's about steering us off course uh and he's basically saying, like, when we left to find the Knights of Cybertron, I wanted to do it as quick as possible because I knew I was going to die. So why delay that? But I've been thinking a lot and I'd like more time. Um, so at this point, Megatron is kind of actively sabotaging operations on the ship. Yes. He just, he's, yeah, he's acting like he's running out of time. So he's trying to keep this going. Like, let's throw some more little, uh, more space carnivals. Why not? Um, <laughs> and then, of course, we cut back over to Nightbeat, who's actively trying to get into the building. Right. He's uh, slamming on the door. and He's like, he's like hey. I'm not going to leave. Like, I'm going to sit out here till you let me in. And then the door opens and the necrobot is like, okay, come on. Yeah, get in here fast. And he's uh, big yeah. and cool looking. He looks rad. He does. And his cape is beautiful. Um, and so that's where we leave those guys for a hot second. Um, and then we can see Rewind and Chrome Dome are near Bumblebee's plinth, which we know is also going to be right. empty. That's got to be off because Bumblebee's way dead. Yeah. Yeah. Megatron's like, I was there for that. Um, Cycle 1300. 
There you go. So Bumblebee of Ayak. where we are now, right? Or I guess that might have been a little I, bit ago. I don't know. Yeah. A little bit. Um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how their cycles and whatnot work. Anyway, um, on the back of these <laughs> things is like an access panel, and Chrome yes. gets into it, and he says, so all of these must be wired up to the same place, which means there's a central database, which I can hopefully get into. Yes. Um, and find out who is or is not dead. Right. Um, and as he's doing this rewind is looking at the flowers he's like some statues have more flowers than other ones do and he he says i wonder what you have to do to earn a decent display um but then chrome dome is like i got it i'm in and they test uh by searching for pipes punch in the gut and they're like yep no there's there's pipes he's dead status Uh, deactivated i do like the rewind force movies like you're so smart (laughs) he's Um, like i did it um so they so then Sambus and they're about to hit enter and Uh, rewinds like look just give me a minute because i don't know like i don't know if i'm ready to know Um, like he's this is what he's been doing for a long long time and like this will mean definitively yes or no right uh and he he turns to Chrome Dome and says, "Tell me what to do." Uh, and Chrome Dome says, "Rewind, my love. It's not for me to say." Ah, uh, Prince, Prince Chrome Dome, what a romantic little panel here. We have leaves blowing around them. It's very romantic. It's very um, romantic. You're right. Uh, and they're like holding hands, of course. Um, but and, and Rewind, of course, is like, but it isn't just about me. Like this affects both of us. Um, he's saying like we could if we don't look now we. We could keep or if we don't find out now we could keep looking for millions of years for somebody who isn't even you know that they can't even find right um, uh, and chrome dome think- just leans in and they touch foreheads and he says i know but we'd oh, be sure. doing it together uh <laughs> But then Rewind is like, which is, yeah, so adorable. And Rewind searches anyway, says, I did it. He uh, hit search and they both look and it does say Dominus Ambus of Imbustus Minor status deactivated. Uh, so he's dead. So that, there you go. That's there you go. With that, they got an answer. Good job, everybody. We found out. And then we go inside this uh, lovely home here of the Necrobot. And it yeah, is gorgeous. It's bad. Um, it's all like light and like detail work, like beautiful gold. Just I don't even know. Yeah, lots of filigree. Just, like, and filigree, yeah. Uh, but he's <laughs> the the Necro Titans. Like, look, I'm sorry I freaked out, but a lot of you guys are dead. Right. He was like, I panicked because I know I saw you guys dead. Like um, Rodimus, Chrome Dome, <laughs> Hound, like. And I've be like, oh yeah, apps. yeah. I I gotcha. He says, yeah, that was a, there was a duplication. Uh, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, we're Night all fine. Beat. He's like, yeah, it's a quantum thing. Don't worry about it. Um, but and Nightbeat is so amused even here or not he's just like like i can't believe you can talk and he's just kind of surprised by all of this um and he's saying that he wasn't he's surprised that the necrobot didn't realize immediately that like when he right as as a supernatural entity yeah like he can't believe that he didn't sense that it was weird that he found corpses for these these people when they were also still alive um he's amazed that he can talk um, and the ne- Necrobot has a name. He says his right. name is Sincere, um, which is a very pretty name. And he is uh, of the high-ceilinged manifold. What a great name. Uh, <laughs> and Nightbeat is like, what is that? Is that on Cybertron? He's like, well, it was destroyed during the First War. He's like, oh, so you're super old. Yeah, super old. So this is a building that yet yeah, none of these people would know. Um, or the, the 
the high ceilinged manifold is something that nobody and nobody else would be familiar except for like Alpha Trion. Uh, um, but he says, while I'm younger than some people, I had a friend at the census office, Tusk, who is so old he claimed to have met one of the Knights of Cybertron. Ooh, uh, and it was Tusk who told him about this planet that they're on now. Yes. Um, and he said, right, Nightbeat asks, what happened to Tusk? And he says, oh, we drifted apart. <laughs> well, I was yeah. like, oh, good. I'm glad that maybe Tusk is still alive. Um, and he says, I left his census office to retrain as a forensic pathologist. Um, that's, um, yeah. that's something they could do back then. Retrain. Which, yeah, he knows. Yeah. But uh, then, yeah, yeah Tusk did die. Tusk died. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. So, and it went unreported, and he didn't find out until years later. Um and and even then he's like, well, Nightbeat, what do you like? What do you want? What are you here for? And Nightbeat's like, w- okay, uh, did, did Tusk dying lead to you documenting deaths? Um, but uh, even he doesn't right, even say like, that. He says, he just did, says, did it lead to this? Uh, yeah. And, and Sincere's like, what do you think I do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Nightbeat's like, I don't know, please tell me. Uh, and he just says, I bear witness, I pay my respects, I plant flowers. Uh, and that after the war, everything got a lot harder because people were dying all of the time. Uh, he couldn't personally attend to all of the dead, but he registered every fatality. Uh, and he says, you seem disappointed. Did you think I was magic? Uh, <laughs> but then he even says, oh, Nightbeat, because of course Nightbeat makes kind of a face. Right. Like, hmm. It's like, you know better than that. That's not like you. And Nightbeat's like, there you go, you are magic because how else would you know <laughs> that that's not like me uh, um but yeah since sarah's saying like it's really just cool listening to like the way he talks about all of this and what yeah. he's bringing to the table here he's saying that like the cybertronian race is finite like they haven't had more babies since you know since we were seeing you know they were talking about how the fields right. like they haven't had so, any more yeah. harvest we peaked with the silver harvest and since the last batch of sparks were thawed out it's been a question of keeping track uh, right and there's so, records like, this, yeah like this is the amount of people who are alive and that's it like more are not being made uh you just have to know about the ones who are alive right now and when they are no longer alive. So he's saying, yeah, names, spark signatures, personality profiles. Um, and he says it's not hard to work out who's left and what they're like, which is, you still have to imagine, like, God, that's still so many people. Like, it seems like a lot a of work. Huge amount. Um, and then, of course, might be, you know, he's, he's looking for something here, obviously, because he's saying you're, you can just kind of like warp to these places. When a Cybertronian dies, you're in every battlefield, in every alien planet, in every spaceship. How? Um, uh, and he's like, well, this place just has a lot of quantum technology. I can get wherever I need to be. And he's like, well, how do you know where to go? And how do you know when someone dies? And he says, this machine detects spark signatures. You just link it to the quantum drive and it can tell where everybody is. And if a blip flickers or fades, then I'm off there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he says, you seem pretty, like, devoted to... Right. Like, you you really want me to be something else. Like, you are looking for something else here. And Nightbeat, yeah, he's, well, he's very frustrated now. He's saying, he's now calling Sincera phony. Um, this is, he calls him a hobbyist, uh, and that right. he's just essentially going around just checking off names. Like, that's, he's not doing anything important or mystical or anything that they, everyone seems to believe. 
Uh, and he says, well, what was I supposed to be? And he says, uh, proof. And he's like, proof of what? Life after death. Uh, you're supposed to be like the so gatekeeper. Yeah, yeah no, this tough. part makes me so sad. Like, poor Nightbeat was clearly looking for something. And of all people, like, when you hear this coming from Nightbeat, I think it just makes it even sadder. Like, that to me is where I'm like, no, this is why it's super sad is because of Nightbeat looking who's so you know like oh putting together clues and solving mysteries and whatnot right. and he wanted he seems, an unsolvable mystery right and he wanted or to then the 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 truth behind it to be yes this guy is going to take our sparks to the next thing because the he even says that like he was shot in the head which yes so obviously when in this uh in this kind of telling um in these books we met nightbeat when he was when they were all in the dead universe mm. um, which is where he was because he says he was shot in the head point blank right that was um, during dark cybertron and he, well, he was already in the dead universe on right, Dark Right, right. I'm saying we met him during Dark Cyber. Yes, yes. Um, so he's saying, like, he, when he was kind of fatally wounded there, he was like, oh my god, there's nothing else. Um, and then he was sucked into the uh, dead universe. And then surviving that, making it back then out of the dead universe and being where he is now, um, he... He he was he thought he would be okay with the fact that there isn't anything there is no after spark or whatever. Um, but he really not. wanted yeah right. he wanted to be proven wrong here. That's what he was looking for. Which I think if you are a person, I mean, and I think this is something that I'm sure not everybody deals with, but many people deal with. You want some sort of kind of proof. You want something to tell you, hey. There's something else besides this. Like, especially if you lose someone sure. or are That's dealing a, with something that is, yeah, when you deal with fatality. Yeah, you want, a lot of people want to be told that there's something else. And that's what Nightbeat was looking for here. He wanted hope, is what he says. He wanted to know. He wanted Sincere to tell him that after the spark dies, it lives. Uh, which I think is a very lovely little sentence there. Um, but, so obviously this is why he's very upset here. Is that this is this is just a Cybertronian. Sincere isn't... You know what I mean? Like he's yeah, not. Yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah. He's not, he's not a deity. He's not right. blessed by Primus or whatever. Right. He has um, machines that help him do all the things that he does. And yeah. I mean, he has a killer cape still. Like he's got like Cosmos designs in his cape. And that that seems pretty supernatural. But... Yeah. I mean, plus he's <laughs> super good looking. Uh, Absolutely. He and has he a says, bug. well, you know, Nightbeat, there's hope in not knowing. Uh, uh, comforting him. He says, like, I think it's real uh, so uh he's like do you have any other questions about me and he says yeah why'd you let me in um, <laughs> so then we cut to outside where he's the necrobot has now left his house he's uh, taken a selfie with swerve <laughs> who is on tailgate's shoulders oh my goodness minibots you can you we just teensy have a, boys yeah let's have another mini series it's just like the wacky spotlight the teensy boys yeah the madcap adventures of the teensy boys uh and it's just all tiny bots getting into shenanigans. Um, so yeah, they're really cute. And uh, and then Rod is kind of calling for Chrome Dome and Rewind to come and come on, come meet this right. guy. He's out here. <laughs> we have uh, something for you to meet. And and so Riptide is sort of looking at these flowers. Yeah, they're investigating the flowers. Perceptor's uh, here. He's looking yeah, at them. He's in microscope mode. Yeah. 
Uh, and he's saying, like, behind the holographic camouflage, they're artificial. The petals are crystals, and they're glowing. Uh, yeah. And he says, well, why make fake flowers? And the yeah. Necro Titan sensor says, Bot. because they're, yes. Why did I say Titan? Uh, That's okay. <laughs> Necro Titan's a different guy. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he says they're, they're receptacles for residual spark energy. Uh, yeah. When a spark dies, it leaves a trace of itself in the air just for a second. And I found a way to capture it and preserve it. Uh, it takes a dozen lives to light a flower. And yeah. Riptide says the flowers are alive. And he's like, no, but collectively they amount to a tremendous source of energy. Disguising them makes the planet less attractive to energon prospectors. Yeah, um, so, which is such a lovely idea. Like, I loved that kind of reveal that but it's also super sad of course because we've been seeing a lot of flowers up to this point uh, uh. speaking of super sad yeah uh, chrome dome and rewind are walking back and chrome dome has his fingers out and he's saying like look all I'm saying is I, if you wanted, I could erase the last few hours and we could go back to not knowing. Um, and <laughs> like, Rewind just says, like, can we maybe not have this conversation? Yeah, uh, Chromedom just doesn't want to seem sad. He can tell, obviously, Rewind's very upset that they have their answer. Right. Dom is on. And I, how sweet and, like, of Chromedom to be like, we can just feign ignorance and just pretend uh, we don't know. It's uh, brutal. It, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty hard. Um, but the night beat's like, oh my god, you guys, come here. Yeah. Night beat, or rewind. <laughs> Chromedome's like, it's not a good time, man. Back like, off. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I do like, love no, night no, no. like, I don't care. Yeah. Wait, no, I do care, but that's why you gotta come. Uh, and uh, he points out, yes, this uh, huge kind of monolith, the one that we were seeing on the cover there, the night beat, or that Chromedome and Rewind were standing before. Uh, and he says, tell me, tell me what this says up at the top. And, and Rewind says, in honor of the dead. And he's like, no, no, no. It's old Cybertronian. And it doesn't say in honor of the dead. It says in honor of the disappeared. Yes. Uh, and there's me and night yeah, on it. And he says, that's why the Necrobot let me in. I was a mystery to him and he wanted to explain me. Uh, basically that because the Necrobot didn't have a corpse, uh, he couldn't know for sure that Nightbeat yeah. was dead, but right. he, he had to assume he was because his blip on the, the spark radar disappeared. Yeah. Uh, so everyone on this list is unaccounted for. They are missing in action. Um, yes. and they've been written down, but. Right. They're gone, but they can't. Yeah. They don't have the definitive answer. Uh, so like even says, Nightbeat's statue would have been listed as deactivated. Right. If they had looked him up. Uh, cause they are basically, if they're, if their spark disappears from the thing, they are dead until proven alive, basically. Yes. And this uh, is the list of those. Right. And he says, now look down there, right column, uh, three names from the bottom. Bottom, uh is dominus ambus uh, and it just it's so sweet because even everyone like loses his mind he's just like oh my god oh my god and he like jumps onto the night beat and hugs him and it's very sweet he's very excited because uh, there you go there's still a chance i would like to point out it says three names from the bottom but then we get a panel and it looks like it's on the bottom i don't know it, yeah that was uh <laughs> kind, of a, yeah. kind of a weird little goof <laughs> a little um, goof there but you're right. I noticed that too. I was like, that's not the reason on the bottom at all. That's just on the bottom. And then um, we get the epilogue, which, yeah. boy, oof. Oh my god, yeah. Hold on to your seats here. <laughs> I just, or onto your hearts, onto, yeah. 
Um, yeah, we have everybody kind of piling back into the rod pod, getting ready to go. Um, uh, Nightbeat is shaking hands with the Necrobot sensor, and he says, uh, what would have happened if you found me before I went to the dead universe? Would you have saved me? And he says, yeah. I never intervened. Those are the rules. Uh, and and he Nightbeat, says, yeah, yeah, he's like, like those, those are your rules. Yeah, you made those rules. And he's saying, like, and Nightbeat even says, Look, this planet is nearly empty. Like, because like Sincere said, they are finite and they are dying. And so he's just kind of switching them off. He's like, maybe from now on, instead of just take, keeping track of who's dying, instead of cataloging the dead, you should maybe try helping save the living. Um, which I, yeah, that's a, sure. that, that'd be a noble, noble thing to do. Um, and then we go inside the rod pod. And Rod's like, all right, we had Nightbeat. We are ready to go. And Riptide's like, Megatron didn't come back yet. He's like, what? Where did he go? <laughs> yeah, he's and like, when they... did he leave? He's like, he took yeah. off of the Ravage. And he's like, when was this? Half an hour ago. Yes. Um, he says, after the Necrobot explained about the flowers, which immediately makes you think for a moment, like, oh, shit. Like, uh, because, of yeah. course, he was just like, oh, they are a huge amount of energy. And that's right. all we knew initially. And we know that Megatron constantly seeks sources of energy on. Yeah. So uh, we get that a recap of what he was explaining uh, to Riptide that, yes, it makes them, which that bubble's going the wrong direction. But it's since they're saying, like, hiding the flowers makes them less attractive to energon prospectors uh, and then and so riptide's like putting it back and he says oh not there uh put it back where you found it and he goes yeah. oh does that matter and he's like yeah i matched the flower to the killer uh and he, riptide's like wait <laughs> hold on what yeah uh, what's and he says i worked out how a person is killed and who is responsible for their death whether it's the person giving the order sanctioning the assault or delivering the fatal blow uh i don't think there's a statue left on the planet without at least one flower at its base which is a grim Oof, thing super grim yeah uh and he says as a neutral observer i present this not as an admonishment just a simple statement of fact you're all killers yikes heavy but yeah. i mean not wrong and it again i like hearing kind of the the neutrals and the third parties kind of say yeah well here are the facts um and he does say yeah he's not here to pass judgment he's not here to try and make anyone atone for whatever they've done it is just, it's for each person as individuals to face up to their actions. Uh, and he even, oh God, and it's so gorgeous because as he's saying this, they're all panels above like the marb that they took to get out to that Ra Ravage and Megatron took. And then it's just Ravage looking with the marb in the background. And then we get like a close up of old school Megatron, like minor Megatron right. or like at least earlier with Megatron. The, the caution tape on him and everything. And... Yeah. So we can guess that that's his statue, his hologram. Um, and then he, and then it's the shot of the hologram of Megatron in front of it when he's saying, you may think you can postpone indefinitely the day of reckoning, that terrible moment when you must make sense of who you are and what you did, but you're wrong. And then it pans all the way out. And we and, can see the uh, Megatron statue is just surrounded by miles and miles and miles of flowers. Fields and fields of these blue flowers. Uh, and he says, because your past will always catch you unawares. Right. And so, oh my God. Wow. Uh, a lot of people break. have died because of Megatron. And like, it's just so like, first of all, what a gorgeous delivery here. Right. Um, 
But also, very poignant that Megatron... Because again, when you very first hear that Megatron and Ravage have left, and knowing the first half of what we know about the flowers, you're like, oh, shoot, what did they go do? But it was just because Megatron needed to see. Now that he knew that flowers represented right. people killed, he needed to know how many flowers are around his statue. Uh, and there are so many. It's millions. It's, oh my goodness. It's a hugely important panel, and... I really love it. Yeah. As heartbreaking as it is. Yeah, it's 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 brutal. Uh that's a tough one. And that's forty four. Yeah. That uh that's 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 gonna do it for us. Yeah, we're gonna leave you on that really just <laughs> yeah. super great fun note there. Yeah. Great. Unless there's anything else we need to cover quickly in the moment. Um not... I think this one, these are very straightforward. Um, yeah, I mean, it helps that they're both sort of standalone issues in and of their yeah. own weird way, um, even though they both but, oh, draw on things from previously. Uh, yes, which, yeah, they're just always going to do. Um, but yeah, obviously, and this even brought back around this whole, like, well, yeah, Megatron, does it, he's trying to buy more time, and um, this is kind of since they're saying, like, well, eventually it's going to catch up to you. Um, not obviously to Megatron, but just that's the that's the message here. Yeah. That like, yeah, uh, you can put it off as much as you want, babe, but eventually yes. you're gonna get there. There you go. That's a uh, hell of a message to say. Heavy. My goodness. So yeah, with that. Yeah. Uh, good yeah. issues. Good good stuff. Oh, good. Um, both. I I think both of those did a very good job of giving people exactly what they want. One of which yeah. is just like goof, literally goofy fun sitcom <laughs> times. Right. Uh, like is... everybody already wants more than me see to be a show. Like right. we all want it to be a show. We would all, I think, be very <laughs> excited for the movie. I was a show, and we kind of got a taste of that. In um, not that we sure. don't get a taste of that every well, yeah. month in the issues, uh, um, but that one was very kind of like on the nose television. Love television. Between these two issues, you sort of have everything that MTMT is about because the yeah. other one is this very heavy character drama focused on these long running plot threads that have open ended mystery about them and uh, yes. dark, poignant moments. And there you yeah. go. So if you wanted a good summation of what More Than Meets the Eye is about, you could do worse than these two episodes. Yeah. And there you go. You did it too. I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> it's just so easy i feel like really everybody does it um <laughs> uh yeah i think that's gonna do it for us again we should probably talk about the patreon yeah that's right that's right um uh, so we have we... had an amazing response so far way oh my gosh, better than so... i think either of us expected absolutely yes like not that we didn't expect people to be generous it was just so yeah much it's... so quickly like it was just it was very a exciting very... Yeah, it was super exciting. Because, um, yeah, I figured it would eh, maybe over time kind of, you know. But there were, so, like, a number of you who immediately were very supportive. And, God, that's yeah, I appreciate so that much. so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yes, we do. We started a Patreon because we are almost to a year of doing this. Um, even I was talking to Greg before the show about some things that happened at TFCon that relate back to these issues that we're reading now, which is crazy to think about that. Like that's, <laughs> we're catching up. Um, 
and, and last year's uh, TFCon, that is. But uh, so, yeah, so we're almost to a year and yeah. uh... and we are catching up. So we want to expand the show a little bit and we're trying some some new things. We've got some cool incentives on our Patreon. Yeah. For people. Uh, you can find donors. We'll, we'll, we'll read through them all because I I, yeah. I I expect there's some people who only listen to the MTMTE episodes. Sure. That's fine. That's listen totally to this podcast however you want. Uh, but so we'll, we'll, we'll read through all those real quick at $1 a month. You just get our, our undying affection and love and hugs. And like, we think you're great. Yeah. Like you already have our love, but you, it's just like doubled. Yeah. Like we appreciate it so much. Double love, which is <laughs> important. Yeah. Uh, at $5 a month, you get a new show, which is called yeah. alt mode and it's the after show. So yeah, as it's soon our as, show after show. yeah, as soon as we stop discussing this right now after we stop recording we'll probably just leave the mic going and record us talking about goofy stuff like who we're shipping and just what we really thought of these issues and just any other transformer stuff we think is interesting um right it's just a little bit more like it's not yeah it's not issue driven it's just us yeah having extra banter to go along with what we've just discussed uh Um, plus we just swear a lot it's just we do it's gross Uh, and that's a weekly show uh at ten dollars a month we have a yet another show where this is something people have been requesting for a while uh if there's things other than robots in disguise and more than meets the eye that you think i should be seeing whether that be the movies whether that be the shows or comics yeah and there are also a lot of things from transformers that i also have not seen or read or what have you so yeah if there's something that you really love in the transformers franchise that's what our ten dollar a month uh level is is that that show um which we are calling double double dealer's choice because it's kind of up to people's suggestions what you want us to look into and that will be a monthly show uh where we yeah review other facets of transformers so it's like a whole nother sound out wave for whatever you want us to cover yeah for random Um, yeah random other little bits of the universe here and then the top tier is fifteen dollars a month and that's split into two different uh sort of levels um we have the official lost light crew member level uh which is you'll be thanked on our more than meets vi episodes so that's coming up in just a second here uh and you will get an official lost light crew member card uh which we still have to design and send out yeah i still have to do that but you will get it i promise um this Uh, is again it's all very new and we were not expecting a response (laughs) right away (laughs) so Uh, i'm kind of like oh yeah shoot people need their crew member card um, they're going to be great though. And then the other part of the, the other kind of half, the $15 are in two halves. Um, the other one then is the counterpart to that where, uh, you are a regular at McAdams and, um, during our kind of ongoing, whatever you want to call them, the ongoing weeks, the weeks sure. that aren't more than meets the eye more than meets the eye is pretty solid that it kind of just sticks to its own course ongoing X robots in disguise it tends to go by a number of different things um but during those weeks then your name will be read uh you'll have a mcadams old oil house bar tab um and yeah so that's kind of the spon- sponsorship levels uh we thank you on air 
And yeah, you're kind of like part of the crew. Yeah. Uh, and so because this is more of the meets the eye episode, we have to thank our Lost Light crew members, uh, Samuel Jacques and Elizabeth Jackalope. So thank you both so much. Uh, very, very so cool and fun of you. Yeah. And people in the Lost Light just love you. Yeah. I bet it was pretty cool getting to meet the Necrobot. Absolutely. We know you're on board the Rod Pod. Right. You get to go on all these crazy adventures. <laughs> Uh, speaking of crazy adventures, Transformonauts, what are you up to? Transformonauts, I'm sorry you didn't get to meet the Necrobot this time. Uh, Transformonauts, <laughs> really, that's a good thing. I mean, yeah, if you're not meeting him at his house, you don't want to meet him another time. Yeah, let's 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 keep you healthy, Transformonauts. Let's stay away from that, and don't go to the Cosmic Carnival either. Watch. He might show up there. Yeah, it it, it seems scary. <laughs>